Welcome back, team, to the Sunken City Fantasy Project, hosted by No Sports. That is me, Brian, and co-host Joel. Me! We That's are me. recording for a podcast, but for the first time, we are live on Twitch for our show. We did a live show last season, and this was a, an attempted compromise for this season, trying to go remotely and not have to drive an hour for both of us each way um it's so, been fun yeah we tried at the beginning of the season it's finally working because i upgraded my internet package go listen to old episodes if you want the full story kind of like spaced out over several episodes but we're here and we are finally on twitch so uh insert carnival celebration noises <laughs> i have not figured out how to do graphics or sound effects yet uh we'll get there credit. i'll just make them with my mouth yeah give me credit for just getting the whole zoom thing or twitch thing figured out um so yeah that has nothing to do with fantasy other than the fact that it is uh, hosting our show now, which is great. I uh, hopefully we'll get some people in the chat room. If not tonight, then maybe, you know, in night's future and they don't even have to be, you know, our fans personally, they can just see the hashtags with fantasy football and maybe check in who knows or on the, the live Twitch. I don't think it's a private channel or anything. So shouldn't be. get out. on, you get on, come check us out. Yeah. And if you're listening to the podcast, go check out on Twitch. We do it live every Tuesday night. And you will get to hear it first thing Wednesday morning. So, you know, two opportunities there. You can be a, a ahead of the curve or behind it. Just on it. Don't listen to it Thursday. It probably won't be as relevant. Yeah, after that first <laughs> Thursday game. Shit changes after that first Thursday game for sure. Um, Which... But yeah, so uh, let's let's kind of get into the fantasy football aspect. So how was how was your fantasy week? Two and one. I be I had my most important victory, which was against you. Okay, we played each right. other in our league. I, I beat you ha- uh, by a good amount. I didn't I have a bad week though. Week. Don't, no, don't... you had a great week. Yeah, no, no. we're going to talk about some things that your team did <laughs> because uh, you know there were some historic things that happened on your team, much like some historic things that happened on my team. Yeah, uh, this is a good week. It was a good week. It was an interesting week for sure on uh, my fantasy end. I feel like a lot of dust is still up in the air for me. Hopefully next week it. It settles down because I went two and three this week. Not great. I, I won I, one of the leagues I won in, though. I desperately needed to win. It was like my old 10 year uh, league that I commissioned, and um, I really needed a win. And only by the grace of Las Vegas Raiders shitting the bed against the Saints was I able to come away with a victory because he had Daniel Carlson and uh, Devonta, our. Yeah, Devontae Adams and <laughs> those guys did trash. Of course, Daniel didn't put up any points. They had zero points in the night. We shut him out. And I I believe Adams had less than one point because he got a reception for three a little yards. O- and a little then, like, over one, yeah. And then he, like, rushed for negative one yard. So, like, he had, like, 0.7 points. And I only won by, like, six points, I want to say, in that league. So, dude, it was a gift from the fantasy gods that I wanted. <laughs> yeah. And I... I the guy I played, uh, we I've been kind of in talks with him, and like he's doing really bad too. Like we're both like pretty wet trash in this league. So um, I'll th- we'll talk about it a little later. But I, there's I, I think there might be a trade between me and him brewing just because of like I feel so guilty about that win. <laughs> <laughs> well, still I'm proud of you for pulling it out. And yes, yeah, some crazy things happened. The Saints just absolutely blowing out Vegas. No one expected that. No one expected this to happen, to have zero points. Josh Jacobs was an incredible back. Devontae Adams with nothing. Derek Carr with nothing. If you had any of those players, I'm so sorry. Even the kicker, which you bet on the kicker every week against the Saints and that guy. Yeah, it was – I, I don't know how much of that zero. was – Zero. I guess I'm in such a, a weird state of mind as a Saints fan. Like, I just kind of refuse to accept that we're, we might be ascending and going in the right direction after one game from what it looks like. Um so We're I don't not, know how much but... of it was the Saints like getting back on track versus just Las Vegas shitting the bed. I think it was probably more Las Vegas just having a weird bad day. Like I don't I guess they went out on Bourbon Street the night before. I don't know, man. But um, yeah, no that 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 screwed a lot of fantasy people up, especially like Josh Jacob, because uh, we've talked about it before. He's really the only super fantasy relevant piece on that team until darren waller gets to have his opportunity um but yeah so what a what a disappointing day for any vegas owners yeah definitely a disappointing day and finally for kamara owners 
Welcome hey, back, shout baby. Out. I have Welcome one back. Week. It's good. That was good to see. That was good to see. I dare Especially say Especially right before the trade deadline. I didn't mean to cut you off. Right before the trade deadline, she was just like, you don't want to get rid of me. Don't forget how good I am. Uh, he's a cornerstone piece of this team right now. Definitely, is, since Michael Thomas isn't willing to play for us, he's the best player for our team right now. Um, but uh, on on a similar on a on a fantasy end of that, like I think I have him in one league, and I think he might be a sell high candidate. You know, so yeah, it's good to see players put up three touchdowns in a game. Uh, hardly don't don't expect that every week, uh, especially if you get it as Kamara did uh, on a team that's really untrustworthy right now but also maybe like mccaffrey right mccaffrey christian cmc he put up three touchdowns (laughs) well i want to talk about that i want to toot his horn a little bit christian mccaffrey accomplished something that has only happened i believe a few other times and the last time it happened was 2005 Mm -hmm. and that was with ladanian tomlinson to throw rush and catch a touchdown in a game yeah. It hasn't happened in that long. That is incredible. It, I mean, it's not going to happen every week, but that's incredible. He put up 42 points in our league. Some leagues yeah. he put up, you know, like uh, upwards of 35 to 45, you know, depending on your how your scoring is. It just – it was a historic day for them. That As we talked about, that piece going there was incredibly huge. They have a bell cow back now that can do it all, and boy, can he do it all. Good for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, we discussed the trade last week, of course, and we were all kind of curious how this was going to play out with the the depth that San Francisco has. Who was going to lose touches? Because Everybody. clearly, yeah, no, the answer was clearly everyone, everyone. including uh, Garoppolo, including the quarterback. Good. So uh, <laughs> uh, it's gonna. It looks like Good. it's gonna work out. It looks like you know we'll, we'll get to it in a, here in a second. The the draft ADP recap and follow up. But um, it looks like CMC is finally on a team that is going to make him worth that like top five draft pick. That's true. So this is fantastic news for people who drafted him. Anyone who ended up with a 49er player, <laughs> um, I got you. Him points are on the table. The Your points are on CMC's table. So there you go. It's very exciting. Very very exciting. Yeah. So I was super excited to see that that happen. Um. What else, uh, I guess, happened uh, in the real world football that like was what, what are some other highlights that you can think of from Derek Henry had a also historic day that day. He rushed for over 200 yards and is now tied with OJ Simpson and Adrian Peterson for the most 200 yard rushing games <laughs> ever. Like that's. Awesome. I mean, yeah, OJ Simpson's a crazy. Yeah, he was, was, acquitted. Like, he was acquitted. Hey, I'm just it's cool. As good it's as cool. OJ. It's cool. It's hey, cool. Good for you, buddy. But if you're just as good as Adrian Peterson, and yeah, that's, no, that's that's a that's a title to have. Uh, he carried so hard. He was incredible. Just and also fun fact. I wrote it. I, I highlighted it because somebody wrote it in an ESPN article that this is his two. The, he has the most. 200 yard rushing games against one team in NFL history. And that's the Houston Texans. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just is fit that like when they see him, I bet they're like, man, this mother is going to run all over oh us. This God. is terrible. The Houston, uh... the Houston Texans are so garbage. They haven't even like learned from like a historical beating that they're going to get like run over from him. It's just, Imagine being that fan base and just seeing him come down and like, ah, oh, no, he's going to literally run over 200 yards on us because he's mm. done it four times. That's nuts. That's terrible. I and mean, it's so fun for us. Yeah. Fantastic for Henry, man. Like uh, proven his worth definitely as a top pick in any fantasy league. Um, um, the rest of the Titans are something to be desired, though. You know, there's something to be desired there. You can delete all that stuff now if you want off our spread. No, I'm just, I'm going to, yeah. So I, just for the sake of now that we're on streaming, I'm just going to italicize things that uh, we work through just so we're not jumping around. And so we have more of a visual follow-up. So if you're watching in in the chat or uh, on the stream, no one, of course. um, Yeah. You'll get to see us think out loud on our little notepad where I just have show notes and whatnot. So. No, that's a that's a game plan for that. So I'm just gonna make sure we know what we're talking about and have talked about. Yes. So those are some things uh, for Derrick Henry. Back to that, that I'm just all about him. He is the only thing working in Tennessee, and I am in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
the, what more can be said? We knew what he was. He's been that for a couple seasons now. Um, shame on us for doubting it. Hopefully he can stay healthy. And if he does, uh, the Titans could make, make it to the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make it too far. You can't really... No, but he will help you get to your fantasy playoffs because boy, oh, do yeah. I love me some Derrick Henry. And yeah, as a kicker of Derrick Henry, I knew it. He's kind of putting on a Saquon show. It feels like in the same, so they're, they're in the same kind of hemisphere. I feel like. <sighs> Don't you put Saquon next to the King. At he least has this not season. earned that yet. This season. Right now, but King Henry <laughs> has earned his place amongst the greats. Yeah. Saquon's yeah. He'll, not he'll be there able to yet. Retire. Yeah. You, you just kind of pointed out some numbers that are going to so, make him Saquon, look clearly like he is King Henry. There he is. He is the King right now for a reason. And he'll, he, he, he's still got at least three, four more seasons. This dude is going to be so good for a while. I love me some King Henry. But, yeah, let's move on. Let's get let's get to the next. Um, well, as consistent as Derrick Henry has been over the past few weeks, and today specifically, we have had a lot of uh, things change. There's been a lot of change in the NFL. Trade deadline. The trade deadline was definitely abused. It ended at 3 o'clock, so four hours ago today. So I was kind of scrambling when I was taking show notes. So like as, literally as I was typing show notes, like there was another trade. We'll, we'll bing, talk about bing, it here bing. in a second. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I guess I kind of wanted to touch on some of the, the things that had already happened and kind of like follow up just on like a, a fantasy end of uh, some of these trades and moves. We've already kind of touched on CMC. Like I think that was the most ground shaking. Clearly this is going to work out trade at least for CMC. Owners well, for right now, then till today, some things happen that are great for some fantasy owners. Yeah. So uh, more things. Start... So even next week, we're going to have like stuff to kind of follow up on like this. Um, and again, we'll talk about those trades here in a second, but like, as far as like what has happened in the past week that we kind of touched on last week. So we did talk about the CMC. Um, the Carolina Panthers are clearly burning it to the ground and that's left basically DJ Moore there. Uh, which, Good was, luck to those owners. Well, I'm no, so he did. He did. He did good. I mean, he's like the only. He was the only bright spot on that team. Like, I mean, and they're going to be playing from behind. I, I'm actually kind of high on DJ Moore right now. Uh, I, I, I don't want any part of that offense. I that's, definitely. you know, that's fair enough. I can't blame you for not wanting to uh, jump on a team that's clearly trying to burn it to the ground. Um, but yeah, let me let me jump into uh, real quick. The player section here but uh yeah no i, I it's kind of one of those things where it's just going to be a volume position for dj Moore. again he's like the only receiver there now i can't i can't think of anyone behind him right right yeah see there's not that anyone that i can name off the top of my head dude. yeah so in his last game he put up 27 fantasy points um in the great. game before that he put up 20 ish um yeah i mean he's the only fucking thing on that team now uh, and which is, uh, well, I say that I say that because I, I I saw a guy in one league I'm in spend a lot of his uh, free agency budget on Chubba Hubbard after the CMC move <laughs> and woof, that did not pay off. No, no. That would uh, be De you. Deontay Foreman was apparently the name to have, right? That was the name. And yeah. uh, even still, this is a shaky offense. They're not something you should really be holding that you're if you have them as like a flex player wide receiver two, you're great. Otherwise, if that's your like running back one, I'm so sorry. You're probably losing a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, well, again, Chubb, the reason really Chubba was out, I mean, he got injured. So like <laughs> he's always injured. That's his problem is that yeah. he's very injury prone. And so like, I think it was more of an opportunity there for Foreman. And they fired Matt rule. Now they're doing a fire sale. This is a team that is clearly tanking, trying to go for picks. This is not something you want to be like, Oh good. They're going to do great this week. Those players are going to try to play, but again, these are going to be hopefully not your, these can be your bye week fill-ins and yeah. like your wide receiver twos and flexes but that's gonna yeah. be about it well i think i will agree with you that i'm I'm gonna stay away from i'm gonna stay away from carolina as much as possible as much um as possible. especially the the running back situation it's gonna be very muddy for until until they get a bigger name or draft someone but uh, the bright spot being dj Moore, i i've been i've liked dj Moore for many seasons and i only think this cleared the room for him to get even more looks so You're I think fantasy, wrong. he's going to get like volume just you know, 
I think, I think he's out. worth the flex. I think if worth anyone... Oh, he's absolutely team, worth the flex. He's worth the flex. If you're desperate enough, he could fill in your wide receiver too. But, like, man, if you're flexing DJ Moore, you're in a good place. Or your wide receiver three, if you have one of those leagues where you get three wide receivers. Yeah, He'd yeah. be a good wide receiver three. But, yes, yeah. continue. Um, That's kind of really it as far as the CMC trade, but I kind of just wanted to follow up on that. Um, Let's see, what else? Well, Gus today... Had- Today, well, I was gonna say for today for the the trade deadline, uh, uh, Chase Claypool is a big deal. Him going to the Bears is a big deal because if you there's been like this trend. If you look at these young quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Tua, um, I'm blanking on some other, uh, Patrick Mahomes, all all these guys have like a dude to throw it to. Like a guy. Some of them have two or three dudes. Justin Fields don't have nobody. Who is the, like Mooney is the best receiver on that core? That sucks. Chase Claypool is going to be able to get it. And Justin Fields is going to be able to have some pressure relieved off of him because this dude is going to be able to catch the ball so efficiently. That's a big deal. That's a big trade for the Bears, and I'm happy for him. And anybody that has Chase Claypool, you should be starting that guy pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so I am again, like uh, this is going to affect a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Fantasy wise, because I do have Deontay Johnson in one league. Yay. That's going to make him, you know, similar to the DJ Moore situation. That's just going to be clearly more uh, volume for the clearly now wide receiver. One of the Steelers. Um, it's unfortunate that their offense is a fucking mess, uh, but they, you know, they could be ascending and it's still a young team. They still be driving together. Um, and and then as a uh, Darnell Mooney owner, this is kind of a bad thing. Like clearly, like now there's going to be more mouths to feed, uh, especially because you know they. I didn't look at all like the trade details yet, but they played a hefty price for Claypool. You know, well, there was a, I believe it was a two second round, a second round, a third round pick or something like that. Yeah. Either way, it was something that was worth it to them because Chase Claypool is going to be a wide receiver one. Mooney is questionable at that. At best, he's shaky. He's going to have his ups and downs. Chase Claypool's floor is going to be at least 13 points a week, which is what you need as a floor. He's going to have his boons of 25. You're hoping a lot on Justin Fields there, but he has. Justin Fields is good. Justin Fields is good. He's just needed some help. And once they help kind of rebuild that line a little bit, and now he's got somebody, a threat downfield to be able to. Oh God, we got to watch him too. I can't keep sending the linebackers down there to sack Fields. This is going to be. Very big for him. I'm very excited for the Bears. Good for them. Yeah. Um, before we do too many other trades, I just wanted to do a shout out on kind of like the dust settling on some things. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens thought the dust was settled on the running back situation. It was not. Uh, Gus Edwards got injured again, uh, sending in someone else. Who knows? I stopped caring and paying attention. It's not worth it. Anymore. Kenyon Drake. <laughs> Kenyon, Kenyon Drake, Drake is the guy to have now, which if you have him, cool. Yeah. And again, we talked about this before. That's another backfield you just kind of want to yeah. stay away from. And I also uh, would like to go ahead and say you're welcome to all the pits owners who started pits and played pits. I would like to say you're welcome because I benched him this week. And he, of course, uh. went finally showed the fuck up. The, the, the tight end on a shit NFC team. They're number one in the division right now. I don't know who and you're talking goddamn- about. Travesty. Atlanta is a number one in the division. Bro. Uh, that's some not respect right. That's on not right. their name. We're, we're not going to look at those ranks until put the end some of the respect season. on their name for this um, week, and then take it away. But this yeah. this week, number yeah, one. So if you you probably spent a pretty high draft pick on him, and um, he's and not he's delivered until today. And if you stuck with him, more power to you. I did not, and I suffered the consequences. Moving forward, I think I have to start him. Uh, until he like has another dud or two, like. Well, he wasn't even there. the only tight end that had a great day. Yeah, because my boy Tyler Conklin from the New York Jets Oof. had a two touchdown day. Guess what? Just like you bench, bench Kyle Pitts, I benched Tyler Conklin because Mark of- Andrews had a, a dud day injured. Mm, not oh, good. I did tough see tight end day. Tough tight end week. Tough tight, well, it was a surprise. Some of them had booms that you would not think. So yeah, it was a crazy, crazy week for tight ends. Yeah, uh, I will. I, I hate giving away too many secrets, but I do have my eye on that Der- Derlick guy out of Denver, who's like put up like top five, six tight end numbers in like the three games he's been in. <sighs> it's been crazy. So keep your guy. eye on him, fantasy people. I, I got my eyes on him. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's a. Uh, that's kind of all the the dolphins. The dolphins uh, find now that two is back and 
shit, holy shit, what a great team. Let's talk about that for a second, and then we I can need, go into the I ADP need, follow-up. Good, because I'm so excited about the Dolphins. They are they, they are a top five offense right now. They're number five specifically, because ahead of them is going to be Buffalo. Let me go to it. I had it, I had it pulled up. Yeah. It is Buffalo, Philly, Kansas City. Oh, I'm sorry. Then it's Miami at four. Um, and then number five was the Lions, but then yeah. they were, they fudged it, so this might be a little inaccurate. But um, That's so nuts, man! It's just, dude, Tua coming back has just proven how incredible they're going to be for a while, and if they really have shown a lot better protection for him, uh, there haven't been nearly as many sacks. Uh, they've really been stepping up their game and trying to take care of him. And Tyree Kill has historic numbers. For this, like now, like for for well, not historic, I guess. Let me backtrack that, rephrase. He has some top tier numbers for this uh, current fantasy season. He's number one in yards, he's number one in receptions, and he's number one in first downs. So as soon as he gets to touchdowns, like this dude is going to be. I mean, he's scoring up incredible numbers even without the touchdowns. But once mm-hmm. he gets them, it's well, Waddle's be getting all the touchdowns. It looks. Exactly. So he's feasting because Tyreek's doing basically everything else. Mm-hmm. And Tua just literally looks like I'm, I wrote this in the notes. He's the greatest trade I've ever pulled off. Yeah, like, and this, it looks this so is... dark there for a moment. Um, I guess uh, we'll I, we'll we'll save it after we get through the player talk because I I, I definitely have some like moral issues. Uh, but we did we have talked about your trade for Tua in the past. Uh, go check that out. J- Joel made a, a really good trade, but it was <laughs> the day before he like got his his second concussion. So that was a, a fun. It was Fun really scary fantasy time. It was like, oh, well, yeah, it's a risk you take. <laughs> that is the risk you take, but it has been paying off great for me. This is our keeper league. So I keep yeah. them for uh, hopefully forever. And I am big on Tua. They're just making me very happy. Yeah. I'm super pumped for Tyreek. He is a fantastic player. I mean, I, I guess he's uh, nuts, I, dude. He's you, nuts. I guess, you know, I don't want to discredit Tua too much right now because, I mean, this could be, you know, another case of a great quarterback making a great player look even greater, um, much much like what Patrick Mahomes did for him. Uh, so, like, I, you know, I'm not ready to, like, dump all in on Tyreek being, like, a team maker, but he's definitely an elite-tier talent, worthy of a first, second-round fantasy pick, most certainly. And Waddle is apparently that same-level caliber athlete. He's that dude, man. It's a big guy out there catching the ball, and they're yeah. just a great complement for each other. They're both getting the amount of targets you would like from both receivers for a fantasy perspective, uh, and they're just making crazy, crazy plays. Yeah. Their yards after the catch are nuts. These dudes are making plays, and uh, it's fun. It's been really, yeah. really good. Um, as And as good as their passing and receiving core has been, their, their running back game hasn't been fantastic. I mean, Moss no, I, okay. I keep him in flex in one of my leagues, but like, well, they, they traded they, for Jeff Wilson. Yeah, today. they just got Jeff Wilson, so like they got a little depth. But I don't think. I, I mean, they're. I don't, Still not I don't see that being great. a dual. I don't see that being like a tandem thing. Like I think they use Mostert until one of them's injured. I'll be honest. I thought that they were going to try to trade for Alvin Kamara because that would have been freaking incredible. Oh, but... well, Kamara ain't going nowhere. We, nope, we need stay, stay in there now. So we'll see how the Dolphins uh, running back group works, but it's clearly kind of a. I don't see that trade being too impactful fantasy wise. Um, no, I think it shouldn't be. Wilson was already made irrelevant by the CMC trade. Yeah. On the 49ers. So the fact that he's now going to be, I mean, I guess he earns a little bit more value back, but like not an, for me, not, a, I'm dropping him, you know, right. uh, there's, I don't, unless I had him in like a super deep league, I don't see the value in keeping him right now. I don't think he's going to put up immediate points unless he won't, Monster he's too young down. I don't see young and, and I don't see monster getting the volume that would lead to a likely injury with how They're good their passing it. game is. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I, I just I'm I'm trying to back out away from the Dolphins running game as a fantasy uh, player, but holy shit, yeah, that passing game's fantastic. Mm, looking real good down there, Miami. Looking real good. Um, we'll kind of uh, we'll we'll get into it a little more in depth with the ADP thing. Uh, but I just wanted to go ahead and give a shout out to the bust of the year, Jonathan Taylor. Woo! Boy, fuck. Uh, he he is the reason most certainly I lost in two of my leagues. Um, because he only put up five points before deciding to go take another break on the bench. Um, there was a trade that was involved his backup today, um, which I found interesting, given how injury prone it seems like Jonathan Taylor is. 
Uh, so Deion Jackson seems like the new backup. They already had him on the team, but they traded away uh, fucking Hines to, was it the Bills? I think they I traded think so. the Bills and they got Zach Moss in return. Yeah. Yeah, so a little bit of weird backup play there, but it seems like Deion Jackson is going to be the backup. We'll see in the next game whenever Jonathan Taylor decides not to play again, which will, as I said, be the next game. That's um, another team that looks like it's kind of having a fire sale. Like Paris Campbell, I think, is the um, that wide receiver that's like decent to have, and uh, Perriman is decent, but like that's another team that you just don't really want to have a lot of players from. Yeah. Um, I see you uh, left a note here just pointing out that Jonathan Taylor, and I will agree with you, is probably the worst number one pick so far since LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. When now, he granted, went, we can't yeah. make this official until the end of the season or at least like pretty close. But yeah, this has been a pretty, I was pretty uh, high on him. I went and dug up some stats. Like I, this is not just me writing this. I went and looked this up. Oh, there was oh, a yeah. year I remember in 2014 when everyone was real high on LaShawn McCoy and it was the year after it was the year they hired Chip Kelly and everybody was <laughs> like, this dude is going to go the off. He is going to be incredible. And he went number one in a shitload of leagues. And sure enough, he ended up getting benched and becoming droppable in most leagues because of how terrible he was. And then he got hurt like week seven or eight. So then Jonathan Taylor now has hit those career lows. It's that pushing as you're into the no, danger zone button. If like you drafted almost him drop number zone one, time. that sucks, which a lot of people did. He looked like he was going to be the guy. Yeah. But it, no, no, no. As decent as I'm doing, I think I could say proudly i'm doing it in spite of jonathan taylor like Man. there are two leagues that i'm struggle busting in and still like doing really okay um not out of the picture yet not great but like holy fuck what a waste of a first round if you ended up with cmc uh, i should have taken him first across the board but like hopefully you drafted saquon or yeah, josh jacobs yeah. or somebody else one of these to just have because man, this dude is rough. He yeah. is terrible right now. I'm so sorry for those owners. I had, well, I will say, there was a time he was great. I had him his rookie year, and I won a championship with him as like my flex because he was incredible. Uh, he was like this number. He was an RB two as my flex. You know, like nobody knew. Yeah. But now he's just been a bust the past uh, yeah. this whole season. Um, another bust. I, I just kind of put this out there, and like again, like we back to the whole dust settling topic. James Robinson. I did spend a good amount of free agency budget on him. Um, and he got moved to the Jets immediately after that. And he had like two good games at the beginning of the season, got replaced by ATN, and now he's on the Jets. And I thought he was going to do well. He didn't see him see out like that. That might happen next game. We'll see. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. But so far, he's he's kind of in that potential bus category. You know, maybe he's just not that guy. Maybe that's why they got rid of him. Well, now... Um, and in, in now in New York, it looks like they're going to lean more towards a pass-heavy offense. They've kind of figured out that that's what well, they James need to be doing. James is great for that. James you know, I mean, I, I can't argue that, but it, it didn't happen last game. We'll see how it works this one. This one, they're playing Buffalo, so they're more than likely going to be playing mm -hmm. behind. Mm -hmm. I'm big on Conklin this week because of that. I'm going to start him because they're probably going to hopefully <laughs> get some targets. Lesson. <laughs> yeah, like just start this freaking guy. Um, but yeah, so hopefully he ends up working out for you. I'm sorry that it's been, that. we'll see. I think I, I I've tried to move him to the bench where I could like, I, he's definitely not in the RB two category right now. I'm flexing him if I have to, but until like, again, until I see him do a pass touchdown or reception touchdown and rushing touchdown all in one game, I'm just not going to be able to like confidently start that in any, you know, meaningful way. Um, another side and a same similar kind of thing. We did just recently see Brian Robinson return. He's had a couple good games and he finally can came back down to earth and his, the person he replaced Antonio Gibson had a fantastic game. Antonio so, Gibson. Now that Tyler Hinkie has taken over the starting job in Washington, it is clear. Antonio Gibson's going to be involved. He's not doing much on the ground, but it's the passing game that he's really been affected. Yeah. He's got a touchdown the last two weeks. He's getting at least seven targets a game in the passing game. This is absolutely wonderful news for these owners, which well, I'm one of. I made a lot of moves and did drafting with potentially him, you know, being the bell cow. And unfortunately that's like, 
creeping towards it not being the case now again we're still kind of early in the sample size he's only been back a few games you know everyone's do a bad game especially in their rookie year after they've been shot a couple times um so we'll see there but you know it's it's i'm not ready to hit the like as i said earlier i'm not ready to hit like the danger button i'm not in the danger zone yet like you're still worth a position on my bench you're not droppable yet but man please be consistent just please give me some consistency. If you're going to, if you're going to be like a backup, if you're going to do the whole tandem thing, give me at least like, just, just give me 10 points a game. Just make sure I get that 10, 12 points a game. I'll be very happy with that. Just don't do this whole 30 and then two and then like 17 Everybody hates those. and Everybody then five. And it's well, just like, you, don't do that. Well, if you look at Antonio Gibson specifically, like, which I'm, I just, first off, I was high on him this year. I love him. I think he's great. Uh, he's out of the eight weeks we've played. He's got a touchdown in four of those weeks. Uh, like I said, he's getting seven targets a game now yeah. uh, in the receptions. He's not doing much on the ground, but that was against Indy and they have a decent D line uh, next to play Minnesota and then Philly. So it doesn't get any easier the next two weeks. Um, but the passing that you just, you can't pass it up. It's absolutely worth it. it even to me, he's a flex. He's like the perfect flex running back. That's the, like in my brain, like that's the guy you want as a flex player yeah. is Antonio Gibson. And he's been pretty great. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of the, the dust settling from the previous trades. I, I'm sorry. I guess we'll just go ahead and talk about, we only got a few more trades that I wanted to mention that kind of happened recently. We'll talk about them and then we'll go into ADP because it did affect the little ADP metric thing I'm working on. So yeah, you I did I missed this one. So you wrote down Calvin Ridley to the Jags. Yeah, that happened. Okay, yeah. great. It's uh, that, great. That Next must year. have happened like right at the deadline. It did. Yep. Calvin Ridley went to the Jags. Super great for them. Yep. That's going to be awesome. Next year for Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. It sucks this year because it doesn't matter because you can't have him. But next year, don't don't sleep on Calvin Ridley to the Jags. That no, is huge. I, I'm huge for that. I'm a Calvin Ridley fan. Uh, he's 27. Talent wise. Well, talent wise, I believe he's he's there. Um, but is he? Did he want to go to the Jags? Was this just a move? To he's like a Florida get... guy. Oh man, he's. You think oh, he's going to be excited yeah. to be back in Florida? Fuck like... yeah! All right, cool. He's already been doing the tweets. He's been, he's been I, out there. I'm not worried about the t- Calvin Ridley's talent. We've seen it when you know Julio Jones was injured, which was always. Um, <laughs> I I was more worried about like the the personality and the character. Um, I don't, you know, I don't, of course don't know the guy. I don't know what he's going through, but it seems like he's more of a hindrance on a team in the background. And uh, I, I don't believe that to be true. I think he kind of got a bad rap after, you know, basically playing fantasy football on a draft Kings and got in trouble for it and suspended for an entire season. You know, like it, it wasn't like he was, doing then what why, Rose why, did. why hasn't he been like more active like does he just was he just upset that atlanta didn't have his back like why is he is he's he... been he's been taking his punishment quietly on you know so that way he doesn't get in any more trouble so he can come back and play football i mean like he appealed it he lost his appeal he understood his position he'd rather not be banned from the league so he's going to take the year and say yes sir and i'll take my lashing so I, i'm i'm He's a good guy. I, I don't. I don't. I don't believe he's a. He's a terrible player. I think he's going to no. be great for that. Fe- that team. Uh, Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a number one guy. We just no. talked about this. That you need a number one guy out there to throw to. And I Calvin think that's Rindley a fantastic is. move. I could see myself using a draft pick on it. Um, I don't think I would do a high draft pick on him, but at least your fifth, fourth, fifth own. round. I would. I would look own. into that fourth, fifth round. You heard it here first. Um, let's see. Uh, Chase Edmonds to the Broncos. None uh, of this again, matters. Yeah, this get is, out of that back. Some of these, these are some of these things that just kind of make things difficult for already difficult situations for fanny, fantasy owners. Uh, Chase Edmonds to the Broncos that makes Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon owners, Latavius Murray owners, and Boone owners very sad. Oh, yeah, Latavius Murray's probably going to get cut because he's not on a contract that's like, yeah, good. Um, Boone is a rookie. And then Melvin Gordon fumbles. Fumble, so Chase Edmonds fingers. is going to be, is going to be the dude, I guess. He's going to water still, it down. It's just that offensive line is the problem. Yeah. They are a, a mess. You do not want to be a part of this offense. Yeah. Sell, 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 sell. I did write down yay Mostert, but uh, I think that was yes. before I realized that Jeff Wilson was getting picked up. So I don't, I don't think Mostert's going to have any. They, he already didn't really have an impact in the first place. So yeah, yeah, we've already kind of touched on Miami's situation there. Um, so yeah, Kadarius Tony to the Kansas City Chiefs. He was looking like a breakout star on the Giants, and I guess they sold high on him while they could. Um, this 
I think well, just makes the wide receiving situation in Kansas City worse. I, I think <laughs> it does. It does make it a little more complicated. But Tony is, to be honest with you, is not as good as Marquez Valdez scanning is. He's not as consistent. Um, I think that's honestly their best receiver aside from Kelsey. Don't get me wrong. Kelsey is clearly the, the guy. Yeah. Um, and Juju's a big guy and they clearly are leaning on him more. Tony seems good. He's going to be the wide receiver three. It's not, it's, it's worth having on your team, but that's not going to be someone you want to bank stash. on. Every week. I'm not starting. However, week. no, no, only in your fill-ins and your buys. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to bring up what the hole that left in New York, because no one's talking about my guy, Darius Slayton. No one's talking about my dude, Darius Slayton. They're coming off of a bye. They're going to play Houston. He has had, let's see here. He had six targets in the last two games. He had seven targets against Green Bay. Now, the only time he didn't, let's see, Chicago and Baltimore were the only two times he didn't, and those two are decent in their, Baltimore specifically, in their cornerbacking. Uh, so now they're playing Houston, Detroit, then Dallas. So he has at least two weeks of potential breakout <laughs> stardom. Darius Slayton's own in 2% of leagues. This guy is going to be the number one. He's going to be the number one. And if Danny Dimes can figure it out, that's going to be great for the Giants. You don't think that that new guy, Juan, Juan Dale, is that his name? Juan Dale? Something? Juan on, da- me... uh, I'm, a, I'm higher on Slayton. I think that he's going to be the dude. I mean, Slayton's your proven guy, most certainly. And I agree. I think he's going to be your your number one for all intents and purposes. But I did spend some uh, draft or a waiver capital on, let me pull him up, Juan. Da- I can't remember his last name, but he got really he got some hype that was enough for me to invest in on Wandale Robinson. Robinson. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Wandale Robinson. Um, so, you know, he could be the guy who knows we'll see, well, but yeah, no, he... I think, I think Slayton once he's back because when Odell Beckham was there, he, he had nothing but high things to say about Darius Slayton. So I think that that's just going to be the dude. Yeah. I think, for the Giants, if you can get Darius Slayton, if he, he might still be available in most, he's leagues. rostered. He's rostered in two percent of leagues. He's uh, for sure still available. If you need a wide receiver, consider so pick that. Pick him up, stash him, just have yeah. him now. Watch it, watch it kind of break out. And I, I am, a, I am an owner of him. I believe in him. I'm, I'm high on on Darius Slayton. I went the other direction. I went with Wandale and one the one league where I really said I, I really needed a wide receiver pickup. Um, so but the, again, that's more of a speculative bench stash rather than like a logical. I need a starter move. Oh, yeah. Definitely stash him on your bench. See how the production works out, but it's worth having before it gets hot. Um, Yeah, so, and this is the last trade that I caught. If you remember any others, let me know. But uh, this one seemed like the most fantasy relevant, and that's Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson from the Detroit Lions to the Vikings. I love Hawkinson. Mm -hmm. I love this guy. I'm a fan. I am a fan. He's a big, gritty, tough tight end. Him going to Minnesota kind of keeps him the same fantasy relevance. Mm-hmm. I honestly liked him better in Detroit because he was more of a main dude there. He was okay. one of, like, you're going to definitely have a more run-heavy offense in Detroit than they had a pass. He was definitely one of the top pass catchers. You're not going to be that in Minnesota yeah, because they're going to have – Justin Jefferson out there, Adam Thielen is out there. You You're going to be that's great. Take some pressure off of him, though. It is, like but I still, but I don't, but I think his ceiling is lower. His floor is probably still the same of like your six, seven, eight, uh, hopefully eight. But I think his ceiling is probably capped at sixteen, where before, like a Dawson Knox is, where he's going to get yeah. like his five targets max a game. Where before in Detroit, he was getting close to eight you know, nine. And so those few targets getting taken away from you is not going to be great. However, he is a red zone threat could be good. And you wrote in here so long, Irv Smith. Yeah. As far as fantasy impact goes, I don't know who the backup tight end in Detroit is. I'm, I'm going to assume they were confident enough in him to step into the Hawkinson role. I'll have to do a little research on that. I mean, again, all this happened today, so I haven't really had time to like Hawkinson's going to be fully find it. But I think as right. far as fantasy impact goes, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think Hawkinson's going to like lose much value um, it, just by virtue of being on a, like a more veteran offense, he might do a little better, but I, I tend to lean in the same category. I think his floor is higher, but his ceiling's probably capped a little bit more. But yeah, as far as fantasy impact, Irv Smith, if you were an Irv Smith owner and you were relying on that, bye. Sorry, dude. 
Sorry. Sorry. Uh, D- Greg Derlich is still out there and most uh, fantasy leagues consider him, man. He, yeah. He's looking pretty fire in the few games he's played. I'll say it, it again. There were some defensive trades that happened today, but nothing Not as far as like relevant, fantasy really. relevant. Bradley Chubb did go to the Dolphins. That's good for the Dolphins. The um, unknown Chubb. Know, that's the, uh, the, the defensive Chubb. There's an offensive Chubb and a defensive Chubb. He's a defensive Chubb. Yeah. So uh, I wrote I wrote my little notes here. Um with the you know trying to keep up with the trades and then after i got done then i kind of did the trade or the draft recap thing that i've been working on and so hopefully this was able to catch the pros like being able to adjust their rankings i don't know how well they did but again a lot of this kind of like happened last minute i don't know how much has changed um and you know we can kind of discuss if we think you know there's a fair rating here or not um but yeah just going down the list i'm going to go through the top 25 again and kind of compare them to the current 25 uh, fantasy expert pick for this week going into week nine. And then uh, this compares it against where they were originally draft for both like, again, the current top fantasy picks. If you draft again today, these would be your top picks versus original ADP. All right. I'm going to have, I'm going to struggle to explain it every time because I'm still not sure what it is. (laughs) What Brian is doing for those of you in layman's terms is he's keeping track every single week of where players should be drafted. If you drafted them that week based on the weekend's priors performance. So if you drafted Jonathan Taylor one, it's like, Oh, well he's definitely not number one now. So it'll, he kind of keeps you updated with those things. Some surprises like, Oh, look at this person. Maybe he should have gone higher. It's fun to look at. Uh, Here we go. Um, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with this current week's number one, Austin Eckler. We've talked about him before. He's been just a very right. reliable, clear RB1. He was uh, on really my last only, week. Yeah, only but... bright spot on that team. Um, so, the most yeah. consistent, because, I mean, Mike Williams is still good, but he's just been hurt a lot. You know, like they have a heart receiving core. Same with a- Herbert. He's I keep calling him maybe because we're from the South. Yeah. Herbert, uh, <laughs> he's been inconsistent because he's hurt. Just, yeah, Eckler's the guy. Yeah, so, I mean, you probably got him in your top four or five, five of your draft and tips, obviously yeah. he's paying he's paying off he was a good pick uh good pick there um let me see i wanted to try and where was number two past it it's somewhere it's gotta be christian mccaffrey how is it not nope, number it's two? tyreek hill i'll take that yeah yeah got he's, that guy in the second been round absolutely fantastic so this going into week nine he is the number two pick, uh, you probably got him around the 23rd, 24th pick of the draft. So he has been paying off. He like the, the Tua connection, even more so, has been so beneficial for him. Uh, if you draft the Tyreek Hill, whew, good pick. Good pick. That's me, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, at this point, like kind of even better than Jamar Chase. You know, he is. Well, Jamar Chase is now hurt. And yeah, we didn't even really talk about that. Carefully avoided IR, quote unquote, um, but he's going to basically be IR. OK, so I I, I want to save a little bit of Jefferson talk because after this, I I got to I got to talk Go to you about some fantasy drama. Um, So, yeah, that's that. Uh, Stefan Diggs, who has been fantastic. He's confidence level number three versus his original ADP of 15. Love it. Uh, a monster right there. That dude yeah. eats. Justin Jefferson, number four this week, and he was also a first-round draft ADP of eight. Um, good good on him. Uh, and then we got to five. Cooper Cup, number five. He's been fantastic. If you the spent... one good thing that's happening there is him. Yeah. That's, that, that's I worry about him on his usage. He's going to get dinged up just because he is all that offense. So uh, those the, the, the current top five makes sense to me. I, I agree with those those top five. Um, and they, you drafted them in the first round or two, maybe three, you probably got, um, you probably got Stefan Diggs, maybe a little lower. You definitely got Tyreek Hill and a, you know, two or three um, I got him in the second round. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, those, those picks are paying off. If you got those guys, you should be happy with those. Uh, let's talk about some of the ones that are not paying off. Jonathan Taylor. We've already talked about it. He's had a significant drop off. Oh yeah. Has to. Um, for whatever reason this week, uh, Dalvin Cook, I think it's more injury related. I think he's just starting to like show a little wear and tear. His confidence level went way down. He was drafted ADP number five. And for the past couple weeks, he's been, you know, hovering around 15. He's now at 18. So he's just kind of been on the descent. On the descent. 
Um, another one, DeAndre Swift, who has just not in the same kind of category. Uh, I think injuries just kind of like he got dinged up and he was looking great, you know, at the beginning when you he looked of value at the beginning when you drafted him. And for the first few games, he was living up to expectations. But like the injuries just caught up, man. And Jamal and, Williams has been really good. So yeah, like I, it's kind of hard for him to come back and be like, I'm going to take over all the roles again when Jamal Williams is like, nah, dog, I'm scoring two touchdowns a game. Yeah. And uh, same kind of goes for Najee Harris. He's on a bye this week, so he's uh, not even counted. But, like, it's the, the same kind of thing. He, he just got that first little ding, and now he just hasn't been the same. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Mark Andrews took a little dinger, so his confidence level went down. Uh, Travis Kelsey pushing into the top ten currently. I mean, if you drafted him in the second round, he's worth every penny. And if you got him in the first, he's still been worth every penny. Um, a couple of standouts that I just want to sh- uh, give a shout out to that finally made it into the top 25 confidence. These are way deep sleepers. These are arguably you drafted them being like, yeah, they're a sleeper. They probably weren't even starting for you at the beginning. Um, we talked about him last week. He made an appearance in our top 25 and he's only kept going up. That's DeAndre Hopkins. Mm. Had original ADP of 87. Because last- he was suspended. You know, because he was, suspended. he was suspended. Yeah. You had to sit on that. Um, and I think he's coming into his natural aid, what it probably should be. And uh, that is last week he was at 19 and this week he's at seven. I mean, every year before this year, before he was suspended, he's a top four yeah. receiver drafted every year. Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. Even when he and was at the Texans that had nobody throwing to him, he was awesome. It doesn't look like he's lost a step with another uh, quarterback. No, time off. He's struggling. healthy. Yeah, it's- no, I. I drafted I, I tried to get DeAndre Hopkins where I could, man. I, I was very high on him. Um he was a great cuff to Marquis Brown, who is no longer needed, clearly, even when he's back. Um so yeah, big shout out to DeAndre Hopkins owners. Um if you were like me and you know you know your fantasy shit, you knew what you had in him uh, after week six, and it's gonna pay off. Um Ken Walker, obviously, we talked about him, you know, he kind of by virtue of injury took over the Seattle backfield. And so he is now kind of in the top 15. He's looking great. He looks definitely he looks worth like a top a... 15 run. He looks like a top 15 flex player. Uh so running back tight end, wide receiver. So yeah, I'd I'd give him he's looking like a top 10 running back for sure. He's looking great. I'm I'm all of all of Seattle has been a surprise. Everything yeah. they're doing this year is a surprise, and I couldn't be happier for that. Sanders. So you probably got him at uh 90 late mid 90s in if you drafted draft. him at all. Yeah, if you, you even great. drafted him at all. So, he's looking like yeah. a potential first round pick, and he might look that way at the end of the season. Uh R- Rahamandre Stevenson. We've talked Ramandre, about him before. Uh, he's done something that we didn't think was possible, and that is be become a bell cow back for new england yeah and that doesn't ever happen the experts have rewarded him accordingly uh with the a top 20 uh 25 adp rank or not adp rank now he was at 86 adp so they were pretty high on him back then uh let's see josh jacobs who uh, shat the bed this week dropped a little bit on his That's ADP, his but fault. i mean he's still outperforming where you drafted him um by a, a long margin you probably got him in the 40 40 50 pick adp and now he's like clearly top 10 um worth every penny travis atn uh finally making uh the jump that we all expected with james robinson out of the way you probably got him in the 30s and he is now ranked 13 uh t higgins with jamar chase out of the way is now 19 and uh let's see aj brown also making an appearance in the 30s and now he's in the 16 so those are the kind of the big things that caught my eye this week from who's moved around and uh it's kind of paying the, the, that i can that we can see the sleepers i think that's a good thing so well yeah some of those guys like you said like jacob said you got de- decently late hoping that he would be a, a god hoping he's at least your rb you know, flex maybe. Oh man, mm-hmm. if you're banging on him as your RB two and you were stressing about it, you're definitely like a sitting pretty now happy. Yeah. So that's a that's definitely it's been great. All right. So that's a player update. Um, you know, we got about 15 minutes left here. So, um, I want to talk to you about a couple things that happened uh, this week. So, um, we've already mentioned before you made a pretty blockbuster trade for Tua, and then immediately after he got injured, which is one of the more fantasy things that could happen. Um, so what happened to me and I can't remember, do you remember what day they announced Jamar Chase might go on IR? Was it like a Thursday? I want to say I think it was a Thursday. Yeah. Okay. It was like... So Wednesday I'm in a league I commission 
um, I get a notification that says, hey, a trade's been accepted. So that means two parties, uh, you know, agreed. Two, two teams agreed to a trade. And on in a this Wednesday. League, yeah, on a Wednesday. That makes sense. Perfect timing. Makes sense. And um, I set my league to where it's just um, commission approval, right? Um, I, I would tend to think that, like, we're all adults, you know, the, they're going to make a, a trade in good faith, but like, I'm the last kind of check in the system, right? Sounds um, good. As long as it's in good faith, I trust me to be an unbiased third party to look at, at a trade like objectively and subjectively, look at the trade in every way possible and deem it worthy. It's not like, you know, just someone tanking or like trading away to their spouse or something, you know? So uh, I'm no I'm collusion. Yeah. Collusion. And I word. did that because I don't want all the trades approved. I don't want it to automatically approve. Um, I think that that could lead to abuse. And I didn't want to lead, uh, leave it to a league vote. No, um, that takes too long and nobody everybody well, votes. It, it takes too long and also there's a conflict of interest um you know if they're yeah. in first place and they're trading obviously you're just going to reject their trade because like that doesn't serve you right so i'm kind of in a situation on wednesday these two teams agree on trade wednesday night um and the trade is marquis brown and jamar chase marquis brown of course is on ir i think for a few more weeks at very least and now is um, and it was for, injured. Yeah, well, but we he wasn't know yet, that at the time. But he wasn't didn't yet. know that at the time. So it's Jamar um, Chase and an injured player for uh, for Mahandre Ramondre Stevenson and C D Lamb. Oh man, that, and that so guy. I was like, okay, so I was like, okay, whoever gets from I, I personally, I looked at this trade and I said, I think whoever gets from Mahandre and C D is going to win this trade. Absolutely, hundred percent. But I can understand trading jamar chase for those two players because marquee brown was just kind of filler like that was that was clearly already yeah he wasn't he clearly wasn't the focal point of this trade it was jamar chase for cd lamb and ramahandre stevenson and i thought that was a fair trade right okay you know you know i see the argument for it i would never take it if i had ramandre oh no 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 don't get me wrong if i was making that trade i would not trade away ramandre and cd lamb for jamar chase i would but if that person wanted him that bad then sure yeah yeah, sure sure but i i i I saw that you know i looked at that trade and i said okay that's not made in bad faith that's that's you know someone wants something and like i think they're paying a heavy price i wouldn't pay that price but it's a price that seems reasonable you know given a situation Okay. So I get up Thursday morning and I hit the approve button. So it goes through. Boom. <laughs> a few hours later, we all get the news. Uh, Jamar Chase uh, is looking like he's going on IR. Now, granted, he ended up not going on IR. I think he's just going to be out for a few weeks, but still, um, it was a situation. And the guy who was trading for Jamar Chase, the guy who got Jamar Chase, hit me up. And he's like, you know, can this trade be undone? I know you hit the proof button, but like, you know, given the situation and I, and I kind of, I, you know, I had sympathy for the guy. I, I said, look, trades a trade. Y'all came to terms. Um, he could have just as easily gotten injured his first game back. Like he could have st- set foot on the field and gotten, this injured. is like, the game of fantasy. It's you fan- agree. It's a risk you take. And you I agreed said, on a Wednesday before but, the news. Yeah. And I said, listen, man, I approve all trades made in good faith. So like I kind of had to explain. You wanted him, yeah. I, well, I explained, you know, what I I told just you just now. It's like I'm I, I saw what the trade was. I I agree with it. I, if you reach out to the guy you traded for and he wants to trade back, I'll approve it as soon as possible. And so like I was just a good commissioner and I reached out the guy who traded Jamar Chase away and I was like, dude, that's a good trade. It's up to you. I'm I'm letting you know the guy feels terrible. He he wants to undo the trade. He's a nice guy, but it's up to you. Like, it's up to you. I'm going to approve the trade, whatever y'all come to terms on. Um, so basically, I, I put it back on them, and they were able to come to terms. They undid the trade because, you know. Uh, yeah. That, uh, I'm, as that commissioner, hurts me. As commissioner, I'm so thankful that that problem resolved itself, and there were no, like, ill te- ill will towards one another. And then it was like, yeah, I understand. That's, you know, that's a fair, reasonable thing. So they worked it out, and they traded back, and I approved it, and everything got undone. Um, but like uh, at some point I'm going to bring it up to the league. Um, should it be like a league vote or should I can maintain the approval process? So I just wanted to kind of get your opinion on that situation. 
obviously you kind of agree with me a trade's a trade but like what would you do the similar thing in that situation no i traded for tua and then he got hurt immediately after i didn't cry and whine and try to get what i wanted back now granted no, he, he I got agree. hurt in game he got hurt in game. like it literally regardless so i'll tell you this and this is super shitty for me because i went back and looked and someone like posted third like wednesday night that like hey I like someone on fantasy football uh, subreddit. They posted on it. It's like, hey, I saw Jamar Chase in the hospital, and they're saying it's not good. He could go on IR, and so like it kind of looked like I approved that trade, knowing that like there was some big news going to come out. So like That's, it was no, it was kind of no, like I, I, don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Everything is speculative till it gets dropped officially by the news. So true, no, you true. made that trade. First off, they agreed to the trade. Just because you approving it is irrelevant. The oh. time you approve it doesn't matter. What matters is what time they agreed to it because they agreed to the trade. This dude wanted Jamar Chase. Well, that sucks that as soon as you got him, he got hurt. But that's the game. Yeah. It is what it is. And like you said, he could have got hurt his first second he got on that field. Instead, he got hurt the first second he got on your team. It is what it is. You don't have that player anymore. I can tell you what, if that guy tried to be like, ooh, can you trade me back? My answer would be like, fuck no. But that's you as a, that's you as the team <laughs> no. manager. Me as commissioner, I, I did, did I do the right you thing? Gave them, saying, you gave them, I approve the y'all work it out. Yes, you let them work it out and that's fine. You know, however, uh, yeah, that's up to, if they wanted to, like you said, if they want to flip-flop the trade back, that's amongst yeah. them. You'll just approve it either way. You made yeah. a, so you made a fair trade I made deal. a clean break on it. it like, like you said, it was a steep price for Jamar Chase. I'd never pay that. However, good yeah. for them. Um, but so uh, if I, I I get how you feel as a mm -hmm. team manager, but how do you feel as me, how I did as a commissioner fine. and like the rule setting? Like, do you it's think fine. I should change anything? No. Should we move I don't into like, like auto approval? No. Oh, no. Um, I don't like anybody being able to mess with the settings other than the commissioner at all. Yeah. It shouldn't, okay. like you said, it's in part, you, ha you have to be impartial and people right. can't be impartial if they're voting. I think that's totally fine. Um, and like you said, you're making it, this seems fair. So sure. That's a, you know, yeah, you can't trade. Oh, I'm going to draft Brett Favre who hasn't played in a hundred years. I'm going to trade him to get Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> like that's never going to work. I'm like, no, that's not fair. So no, you did fine. Um, all right. So I got one more thing I want to talk about, uh, I guess with you. Um, I would like to have guests on now that we have a Twitch. Um, I, we don't have to spend like any time right now, but, uh, be thinking of some guests you want to have on who can do this. Um, I have some few, a few in mind, but like, yeah, I'd like to get a couple on just moving forward now that we have a live show. So like, let's hey, do that. Welcome to the show. Um, that's more about show schematics, but as far as fantasy goes, so I'm in an interesting situation. I've told you that uh, my team is shit. That was a team that I poorly named Elias Kamara Jackson. It's bad, <sighs> bad pun. I renamed it sleeping until Kamara because uh, my team is just built off sleepers. Uh, as you can see here, it's not a great team. Jackson's leading it off. Alvin Kamara, who finally showed up. Brian Robinson, as we've talked about, messy situation was that there. It's a three wide receiver league. So I, I'm all of my wide receivers are wide receiver twos, and I'm not happy with that, except Jalen Waddle, who's been fantastic. Uh, Alan Lazar, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Mark Andrews is my tight end, and uh, Raheem Mostert, and we've talked at length Devontae. about Devontae. Yeah, Devontae Adams is not a wide receiver, too. Do you say Devontae Smith or Devontae Adams in there? Uh, Devontae Smith is... Uh, Devontae Smith is a wide receiver, yeah, too, but he's yeah. great because Philly's doing incredible. Yeah, all of them are wide receiver twos. They're they're all, like, good wide receiver twos on good offenses, but that's that. Um, and so I, I'm, and I'm just going to talk it out here, and, you know, if by chance the person I'm talking about is listening, great for them. I might offer it. Um, but I, I, he says he wants to be more of a top heavy team and I'm more of a depth team wrote both of us right now are absolute like bottom of the terrible. league. Yeah, we're doing terrible. bad. Uh, let me pull up his team and I'm not a huge fan of this, but I'm thinking about trading Kamara away to get some depth off of him. Okay. So and what I'm doing, what I'm thinking him? about is centering a trade around Kamara for Kenneth Walker, one of his tight ends, either Pat Fryermuth or TJ Hawkinson and dj Moore, you love dj Moore, don't you i'm willing to take him off his hands <laughs> i'm willing to roll the dice on dj Moore. so i, I did you have any thoughts on like a, a, is alvin is that too much for alvin kamara am i asking too much no it, it feels like it's honestly not enough <laughs> if i'm being honest i have a lot of faith because... in kenneth walker i have a lot of faith in dj Moore, and I'd like to get a tight end, but he also has Kyron Williams, who I'm also interested in, just as mm. a, something, you know, potentially to sleep on. 
but like i think it's going to be potentially you know what are you guys' points for and points against for the season because that really shows just ass i'm i think i'm doing a little better than him but um let's see on the season i have 1036 points for and almost a thousand against so I'm, i'm i'm okay but i'm ranked eighth or third overall but in my division i'm towards the bottom so like i'm i'm out of the playoff picture you're just getting just schedule screwed because you're playing people getting schedule weeks. screwed and he's right below me in about the same kind of territory he has a thousand points for 940 against and he's at the bottom of his division so it, we're kind of both meddling we're we're thinking about mixing it up i guess well uh shoot your shot i i, I wouldn't I, I don't know that's tough i don't like like we said hawkinson's floor now is not as great um yeah. along with his ceiling that has also been lowered do well, you love dj Moore? i dislike dj Moore. we both like kenneth walker so all right well uh, i, I kind of picked your brain on each of those players throughout the course of this show so yeah it, do, um, do it if you want but I, I wouldn't do that all right so let's wrap things up really quick here uh with our final segments where joel and i give our defensive and kicker picks of the week uh and then we also do a fun little pick game where you know we just pick a, a winning team of the week um so uh, just a heads up, I did already update all the scoring um, before, so I'll, I'll, I'll help keep track. I'm sorry to have done that. No, it doesn't bother me. I, I can, you know, it's just something I always type in, but it doesn't, yeah. doesn't bother me at all. So first uh, up, I guess we'll do the defensive kicker pick. Um, I'll go ahead and do my kicker. Uh, I have been six of eight. You know, we yes. judged we judged pretty accordingly last week. I picked uh, Jason Mayer, who did really great um i do have an asterisk next to my one of my points for picking against a team but not picking the the starting <laughs> kicker unfortunately so um I'm, I'm happy with my current picks i think i'm on a good streak here i think i'm confident in my pick this week um so my pick this week is jake elliott uh the kicker for the philadelphia eagles who have been a fantastic offense so far they have absolutely been a fantastic They're offense. They're moving the ball. They're getting into the red zone. He is only rostered in 20% of the league, so he is definitely a waiver candidate for our fun little pick game here. Uh, they are playing against Houston, who is 27th against the kicker. And as the past few weeks have paid off to me and have earned me the asterisks, uh, picking against teams that offer up a lot of points to the kicker's works. I think that's a an effective streaming strategy for kickers. They are mm. playing at NRG Stadium, which is closed, uh, so no weather. So I'm going with Jake Elliott this week. Good pick. I like that pick. That's a good one. Yep. This week for the defense, uh, I'm going with the Bengals. Uh, they are rostered in a terribly, terribly low amount. Let me uh, give you the exact stat on that while I tell you about how terrible the well, Carolina Panthers are. Quick? uh last week i picked uh last week i picked the commanders and they did very well yeah yeah you got a point Uh, for that no no i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i take that back last week for the defensive pick i picked seattle and they you did i saw that you did good i when i uh they did really great so i was did did great uh for my seattle pick i'm very proud of myself for that pick um for our weekly pick them is who i picked the commanders for but for the defensive pick of the week it was uh seattle last week and they were incredible so both of us uh, joel and i are both very uh close as far as credibility um which is yeah, good that's what we want to be we want to yeah. be we want to be credible we be experts uh, at least want, in like the kicker defense streaming category we really want to try so this week i'm going with the Bengals against carolina they're only rostered in 37 percent of leagues so they are available uh in most of your leagues out there they're playing against carolina who we've talked about as having a dumpster fire sale uh if dj Moore is the best thing that's happening to them uh i believe the Bengals will be able to shut that down because eli apple's on the other side of the field he doesn't have to cover him the other dude will do good just not eli apple because sucks but uh yeah i'm going with bengals against carolina uh they should be the ones they're playing also in cincy so i think i don't think carolina is going to come in there and do very much i i think yeah i think picking against carolina right now just in general is a good idea um so yeah there lock it in those are your streaming waiver picks of the week uh they're available in most leagues we that's kind of the goal we try and pick people who aren't rostered in too many you could pick them up and if you've been following along they've been top 10 performers just about well, they have been top 10 performers in their field. What is it? Almost 75% of the time on our picks. It's looking yes, like sir. we're doing good. We're doing, we're doing great. We're doing, we're doing really well. Uh, another thing we're also doing well is, is picking winners. Yeah. 
yeah so uh for those of you that don't li- that have listened or tuning in for the first time let me rephrase it that way tuning in for the first time brian and i do a weekly pick them and we pick a winner loser every week we're keeping track the end of the year the winner gets a jersey the loser gets a jersey the winner of the whole thing picks the loser's jersey uh and uh also gets to pick their own jersey um and so Yes, it's going to be a fun game to see how we do. We're not allowed to pick the same team twice. Mm-hmm. That's part mm-hmm. of the game. We're not allowed to pick the same team twice. Brian, who do you have this week? Oh, man. I should have done a little bit more research. So I can't pick the Browns, Vikings, Chargers, Giants, Titans. And I did that strategically. I did. I picked teams that like are probably iffy to win. Um, I really like your Bengals pick. It's not a bad one to have. Um, While you think about it, I'll let everybody out there know my pick of the week this week is going to be the New England Patriots. I it's it's hurting me even saying it, but I'm going with the Patriots. They Patriots have are playing the Colts. They're playing the Colts in New England. I truly think that they're just going to be the guys. Uh, I'm going with the pa- the Patriots uh, to win this week. All right, man. You know, with the Patriots, that's a fucking tough one. I am kind of in gear. You kind of brought it up just a second ago with your defense pick. I think the Bengals, who are on a hot streak, are going to just fudge the fuck up of this Panthers team. So I'm going to go with Bengals. I'm going to go ahead and waste my Bengals pick. All right. I might regret that later um, because, you know, they could keep blowing it up, but like, Again, it's starting to get thin. I can't think of too many teams that like I'd be willing to pick. Like, I don't know when I'm ever going to pick the Bears. You know, I'm happy that I've gotten I can't uh, pick the Cardinals, the Vikings, the Jets, and the Commanders out of the way. And so I'm pretty pumped. I've gotten some lower and so and the Broncos. I can't well, pick yeah, the Broncos. We... You know, like that's another one that's lower tier. So I've I've knocked out some lower tier teams early as well. And yeah, uh, and and here we are. So Patriots, it is for me. Bengals, it is for you. Lock it in. We'll see how we do next week. Yep. All right. Well, um, do you have any other final fantasy thoughts uh, before we close out our first inaugural Twitch stream podcast fantasy project, Sunken City? Um, I'm very excited for Buffalo to potentially go to the Super Bowl. I think they're going to end up playing Miami in the AFC Championship. I just wanted to document it here live, and you heard it here first for anybody, so I can pull this back up and throw it in people's face later. And that has been my time. Thank you. Awesome. Well, as I said, this has been the Sunken City Fantasy Project podcast by Middle Sports. You can check us out on Twitch now every Tuesday at 7 for the rest of the football season, or you can just download the podcast the next day. Uh, Follow us on at No Sports Pod on all social media platforms, including Twitch. Uh, And thank you for listening. See you next time, team. Bye.